if it's a little stuffy, you can open the window. If it's, um, if you can't breathe, it's because of the flowers. <laughs> and if I fall asleep, it's because I've taken Benadryl, so I can stand the flowers. So, but uh, we're glad for everyone that's here for the great uh, Sunday we have to celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the title of my message today is "I Believe." So let's turn to Luke chapter 20, and we'll read verses 1 through 17. Excuse me, I said Luke, I meant John chapter 20, gave Hosea a heart attack. Uh, John chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been round Jesus' head. The cloth was folded by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They did not understand from the scriptures that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold me. For I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to Father, to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I believe. It's quite a statement. And as we think of today, Easter, what makes Easter different from any other Sunday? What makes Easter different than any other Sunday? We know that in the Old Testament, the Jewish, fam- the Jewish uh, s- services were on Saturday, the Sabbath. But uh, what makes Sunday, the first day of the week, the reason that we get together and celebrate and have church? Well, the reason is Jesus rose the first day of the week, Sunday. And so the Christians, the early Christians, were followers of or they were Jewish, and they were followers of Jesus, so they would have their Sabbath day on Saturday, and then they would have their Sunday church as followers of Jesus Christ. But is today different than any other Sunday or any other day of the week? 
Is it this breathing day, you know? How many here are breathing? Okay, that's a good thing, in case you didn't notice. You are breathing, and that's your living, going out and coming in type experience. How many had breakfast? And the rest of you are waiting to eat lunch and hope that it's a short, short service. So, um, but the difference of Easter, no matter what you believe, no matter what you believe, I'm off. I'm on. I'm just turned off. They told me they were going to do this to me if I didn't have a good sermon today. They were just going to turn it off. I haven't got started yet, fellas, you know. Please, give me a chance. Time to go eat. Time to go eat. Okay. <laughs> so at least give me a couple more minutes. <clears throat> so the difference of Easter. No matter what you are, no matter where we are in our belief, how deep or how shallow our faith is, Easter is a celebration. You know, we celebrate the 4th of July. We weren't there whenever the declaration was made for independence and that we finally won that independence. We weren't there, but we celebrate its effects. We celebrate the 4th of July. Well, in Easter, we are celebrating the the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We may not have been there. I wish Bob were here. I'd pick on him. (laughs) And Bob's not here today. He's making lunch for his family, so we have to get him next week. But uh, I'd ask Bob if he were here when Jesus rose from the dead. But none of us have been there. We weren't there at the time, but we celebrate because Easter is a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Easter gives to us hope, a hope that is a positive experience. We don't know, hopefully we never experience, what it is like to live without hope. People who are without hope have no sense of what in the value of life or of any type of freedom or that it will get any better. But hope that life is greater than this eating, drinking, getting up and going to bed, going out and coming in life. That we have hope that there is a purpose beyond just the nine to five, the, the experience of going to work and earning money so we could spend it and, and you know, be in debt. And, <laughs> you, know, we, you know, life is more than just the everyday going on life experience. Jesus Christ gives us this hope. We believe in the resurrection. I believe. <laughs> I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord. I believe that he was conceived of the Holy Spirit and born of a Virgin Mary. I believe that he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, buried, and he ascended, descended into hell. I believe on the third day he rose again from the dead. I believe he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God Almighty. I believe he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy, in the the Apostles' Creed, it says Catholic Church. I believe in the Church Universal, the body of Christ. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. I believe in life everlasting. I believe. (laughs) Can we all say that? I believe. Again. See, we believe. In this. Now, how, how great or how shallow is our faith 
How much faith does it say that we need to move mountains? Faith is a grain of mustard seed. And I brought back some mustard seed from Israel, and it is one of the smallest, finest, littlest seeds that you will ever look at. I had to put it in between two, piece, two pieces of tape so that I didn't lose it. It is very fine, it is very shallow, it is very small, it's very tiny. It's as tiny as the head of a, ni- a pin. If we have that amount of faith, we can say to a mountain, be moved, and it'll move. So God isn't looking for quantity. He's not looking for great faith. He's looking for, to us, what do we believe? Do we believe enough to ask? Do we believe enough to make a request of God? We have enough faith. You see, if we believe enough for something to happen and we speak a question, it is enough faith. Our grandson, Jackson, he'll come up and he'll say, Papa, Mama, Grandma, you know, uh, Baba, you know, can I have this? Why does he ask us? Because he believes no matter what he asks for, Grandma and Grandpa will give it. (laughs) A little humor there, you know, okay. So we believe in virgin birth. We believe in the resurrection. We believe in the sinless life of Christ. We believe in the forgiveness of sins. I need four volunteers. Here they come. I had them picked out ahead of time. We need you right up here, please. Right up here. I picked some good ones. I picked some good ones. So you're all here. One, two, three, four. Okay. Um... Just in case I make a mess. Uh, five. I only need four. Is there five? One, two, three, four, five. You can, you can all be part of this. Okay. Whoops. Whoops. I got dirt everywhere. It didn't go on my... I thought it was stuck in there. But it wasn't. Uh, I, my belief system was off, huh? <laughs> yeah, messy belief system. It's wet. We'll pick it up later. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we got five here. What do you see, Zach? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? A plant. Good. What part of the plant do you see? You see a flower. What part do you see? The roots. What do you see? The leaves. The stem. Zach, what do you, what do you see? You got to think of anything else. Guess what? He sees the whole plant. Well... You see the dirt. Who, see, who saw the roots? Here, hold this. No, I bought this different. This isn't anybody's flower. He's cutting up my flower. I paid good money for that. And he's cutting it up. You got that right. I cut it up. All right. So, who saw the leaves? Oh. Wait a minute. We mean I'm killing the plant. Here, have the leaves. What'd you see? You saw the the stem. 
Hold the stem. There we go. Who saw the flower? You know what? Hold it. Here, get this one. Okay. Zach, you saw the ones that aren't you here yet. There you go. Thank you. Now, turn around. What do we have in front of us? Not four kids. We have what? Five. Thank you very much. We see five in front of us. Pastor's had too much Demerol and too much thing, pain medicine. He sees four, okay? Now, what else do they have? They have a lily. They have a lily, don't they? Between the five of them, they have a lily. Don't play with your flower. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. That's all right. No, it's, I'm just kidding. You got dirt, you got leaves, you got flowers, you got stem, you got, you got flowers that just haven't perked out yet. Shh. I'm talking now, okay. But we believe. How many believe that this is a flower? Yeah. But is it dead? No, it isn't dead. It's still alive. Let me see the roots. Here's roots. Here's some dirt and some roots. How many believe that this is the most important part of the plant? Oh, yeah, because if you go home and plant this, you might get a flower next year. So I, I plant them every year. I take them home, dig them, and they'll bloom a couple in July. So anyhow, here's some dirt. They got that. What do you got? You got leaves. You got leaves and you got flowers. How many believe in God the Father? How many believe in God the Son? How many believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe, how many believe in the resurrection? How many believe that God is coming back again? How many believe that God is with us always? Now, don't we try and divide up our belief? We believe some things more strongly than others, but they're all part of the same body. We just think that we believe more firmly because we got the roots. I'm, I'm better off than you because I got the roots in my belief. Oh, no, no, no. I got the fruits in my belief. I'm better off than you. Nah, I'm just leafing around. <laughs> I'm leafing through it. And of course, if you don't have the stem, how can, you, how can you be grafted into the vine? And if you don't have the flowers yet to be, because we all have the potential of what we can become when we're connected to Christ. You can leave all that on the rug, rug the flower there. Thank you. But you can take that home if you want to plant it. There you go, Steve. Got yourself a job. Without the resurrection, we have nothing. The disciples, see, I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. Well, some, I don't really believe he was born of a virgin, just so he lived his life. Do you see, you can't have one without it connected to the other. I believe in salvation, okay? Well, what about the fruit of living for him? 
What about the strength to live for God? The strength is in the roots, and if you're not connected to the roots, how can there be life, sustaining life? So we find if the roots are uprooted viciously, <laughs> if they're uprooted viciously, well, but you see, I believe because the apostles wrote to us, well, the Apostles' Creed that we just read was not written by the apostles. It is a summarization of what the apostles taught so that when they didn't have, weren't able to read, they had something that they could recite. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God Almighty. You see, what do you believe? I believe he, I believe he ascended. Do you believe he's coming back? But you see, they're all connected. No matter how we try and cut up our faith, God is the same to each one of us. Some 85 years after the crucifixion and the resurrection, John writes his gospel. 85 years. Many of the apostles that he served Christ with are now dead. They've been martyred. They sacrificed their lives by not giving up their faith. They sacrificed their lives for their faith in Jesus Christ. And if they had said, we don't believe, they would live. But they knew that it was better to believe and die a martyr's death than to turn their back on their belief. We believe. Our roots of our belief are founded in the scriptures. And the scriptures, John tells us in John 1.1, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. You see, God was there at the very beginning. Jesus was there before the beginning began. He was there. And He spoke the world into existence. I believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, who lived a sinless life and was crucified on the cross, dead and buried. I believe that he rose from the dead. You see, it's that belief system that John is telling us about. And he goes on and he goes on and says that, the, that through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. In him is the life that was the light of men. He's, what, he's the light of our lives. In verse 14, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John is telling us about his experience of handling the life, the flower, the one piece. The life of Christ is something that is eternal and that it is part of who we are and it comes and it's, it's our light to our world. John says, we saw his glory with our own eyes. We saw his glory. I saw him die. I saw him alive. I believe. Hmm. 
John is persecuted for his belief. He will not abandon his belief. In the face of death, he goes on believing. John states that I saw the word. I touched the living word. I held the word, the truth, the life. I held God. Behold. Behold him. Be. There's another verb. The trend goes down. I am and am. I held him, John says. I held the word. And that word was life to me. Not only in his teaching and in his mission and in his ministry, I was there with him. But after the resurrection, I was there with him. John makes it clear that Jesus is not just a man. He is the eternal Son of God. He is the Word made flesh and dwelling among us. He is the light of the world, and he offers this gift of eternal life to all of us. It is his life that is his gift to us, eternal life. You know, my brother, he died this week. It's sad. You know, we'll miss him, of course. But I know where he is. I know that everything that is life of him is in heaven. And he's probably arguing with my mother <laughs> about what she's supposed to prepare tonight for supper. <laughs> and then he will tell her how she should make it. Because he's just like me. That's what. No, nah, he's not like me. He's nothing like me. He's very intelligent. <laughs> but you see, we know where he goes. We know where we are going. How do we know? Because we follow the word. We follow the giver of life. His name is Jesus. We do not, we do not create heaven as some way of easing the pain of death. Heaven was given to us as a gift from God, that he is, God is going to prepare a place for us. Heaven is a created place for created people who will believe, who are forgiven of their sins. He goes to prepare a place for us that where he is, you and I will end up there someday. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in his presence and his love. I believe that while I was yet in my mother's womb, he knew me, he formed me. He had a plan for my life and a purpose for my life. And I don't have it all together yet, but it's coming together. It's coming. It's part of our everyday living, our going out and our coming in life. <laughs> Belief is an action. Belief is active. It inspires, it motivates, it empowers. It can't live the Christian life by myself. I need the Spirit of God to empower me, and I need the life of Christ to guide me. He is the light of the world, and so we believe. Belief is continuous. It isn't, I did believe, I have believed. No, I believe. Past, present, future. If we're worried about tomorrow, don't be. Jesus, God is already there. God is already there. 
You see, with God, there is no time. There is no time frame. There is no today and tomorrow. To God, there is only time. Well, excuse me. To God, there is no time. He transitions before, during, after time. He knows where we came from. He knows every sin that we've ever committed. He knows every sin that we will commit. And he loves us in this moment. (laughs) Judas was going to betray Jesus. Jesus knew of his betrayal, but he loved Judas the whole way through, even though he knew what Judas would do. In our life, he knows what we will do. He knows what sin. He knows what failures. He knows what mistakes. And he never takes his eyes off of us because he loves us. He wants us to be grafted into his vine. He wants us to be rooted and grounded in our faith and in our truth so we can say, I believe. (laughs) I believe. We are drawn to faith. We're drawn to our life. We're drawn to our relationship with Christ. The Holy, through the Holy Spirit, we experience God's love. We experience God's guidance. We allow the Spirit to do His work in us. We believe God has a will for our lives and God has a purpose for our life. God has a reason for us being where we are and being in the family that we are in. He has a reason. We're the ones that are trying to cut up our faith. We're trying to cut apart our faith. God is telling us, no, it's the big picture. It's the big picture. I believe that one day our bodies will be raised from the dead. I believe that the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and all that are alive and remaining shall be caught up to meet him in the air. I believe that it's going to happen because his word says so. The same power that raised Jesus to life is the same power that gives us the ability to follow him in life. In life of Jesus, in the life of Jesus, he he was risen from the dead and his disciples, his apostles, they verified that life. He is alive now and forevermore. So the reality of the resurrection changed their lives so completely that the same disciples who ran away the night of the crucifixion are the same disciples that Jesus used to build his church and to build his kingdom. The resurrection is the foundation of the Christian faith. Without the resurrection, it's just another book. Without the resurrection, it is just a history of Israel. But it is the resurrection that gives life to the word. And our faith is alive. It is living. It is active. It quickens us. It empowers us. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe that God is full of grace and mercy that looks beyond our faults and sees the needs of our lives. I believe he forgives us. I believe he forgives all who will repent. I believe he has a will for our life and that he is a divine provider. He has a divine providence. I believe that when life is over, we leave this life 
to live again. Amen? Shall we stand? I believe that when this life is over, we go on to live again. We live until we live again. And so while we are in this living moment, don't cut apart your faith. Don't think that Jesus is isolated in one area like the roots from the stem, that God is in the past or God is in the future. God is here in the present, past and future. His power reaches and exceeds all that we can ever think or imagine. It hasn't entered into our hearts the things that God has prepared for us. So we are part of this. I believe in the resurrection. <laughs> I believe in his presence. I believe in his love. I believe he looks beyond our faults. I believe he knows the heart of each one of us. And he wants to touch our heart. Heal our wounds. Restore our life. And give us hope for today and tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you for this resurrection day that in hopes, that in hope of the resurrection day that is yet to come, we give our life to you today. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your healing presence. We ask for your strength to be our strength and your love, O oh God, to hold us close to you. May this Easter be a very special one to each of us because you touch us again. I believe. Amen. Let's say it. I believe. One more time. I believe. That's the resurrection and the life. Amen. God bless you. Happy Easter. <laughs> Don't forget your flowers. <laughs>